0: Perfect. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, yes, Vanilla Ice is back. <laughs> <laughs> Lin-Manuel couldn't make it today. Um, so uh, check out the beat while the DJ revolves it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this morning, I uh, obviously Angel has told you that I've decided um, that um, leading the blaze as we're planning it into the future is um something that i can't do um it wasn't an easy decision um i've been doing it for six years the kids it's been an incredible journey uh we started with i think five kids we now probably serve over 20 kids um kids get older they're heading to high school Uh, We need something for these kids in high school. I've been praying for over a year that we have something like this happening, and I'm so excited that Angel's come in and has given her experience and her advice to put this in place. But over this past few months and weeks, um, something became very aware of that, like Angel said, I wasn't the person to do this. Um, For me, that was a very hard decision because... um, I think from a very early age, probably in middle school, I knew I wanted to teach children. Um, and so that's been my life. This has been my life. And then six years ago, that fruition, that answer to prayer became real where I was able to come and do the blaze. So I'm going to sort of talk about my journey and this to where I'm going and how... This church has made me feel belong, uh, belonged and wanted and has accessed my gifts and made me um, become somebody who wants to teach and to pastor. And so, like I said, I've been in Philadelphia and for now, what, this will be my 10th year. Um, nine of those have been with these, this incredible church. Um, for those of you that don't know, God called me to Philadelphia to support my wife, who's also British, to, be, um, uh, to come and for, for, for a job that she uh, received in Philly to design for free people. Um, but he also called me to come and use my experiences and journey with my faith to come and impact the youth in Philadelphia. Now, six years ago, the answer became, to the prayer became real um, when Mosaic invited me to serve as a youth specialist. Um, Angel, over the past weeks, has been discussing with you belonging and what it means to you when, belong, uh, when you belong to a community like Mosaic and everything that comes with that. Um, I'm actually going to quote Angel now. Angel put it best when she said, and I'm going to take this quote from her email that she sends out uh, weekly, Volunteer organizations are powerful entities. They draw people with common aspirations together because there is a belief that the more powerful together than they are apart. This belief energizes them because uh, causing them to dream big dreams for their communities. Mosaic is a church, is a, such an organization, and so much more. For we are part of the body of Christ, and as such, our aspiration. Is that with Jesus at the center, people from different nationalities, English, um, and ethnicities and people from different genders and orientations can live together without being stripped of who they are. We believe we can experience genuine belonging that overflows beyond relationships within our church into neighborhoods of our cities. We believe that within the realization of this hope exists the power to heal all of us who are lost And separated from one another. We believe to participate in the giving and receiving of genuine belonging. And that is to facilitate in breaking God's kingdom. Amen, right? (laughs) And that's exactly what I feel. Angel couldn't have put it better. Um, And that's the reason. And the reason is why, you know, is I know that and I can agree with that. Is because I'm a product of this. I'm a product of what belonging to mosaic has done. By trying to put Jesus at the centre of it, of what I do, what we do, and to help me explain this more, I want to use the Bible verse taken from Second Peter chapter one, verse um, verse three through eleven, and I'm going to be reading from the New uh, Living Translation. Growing in faith, by God's divine power. God has given us everything we need for a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know God, the one who called us to them by means of God's marvelous glory and excellence. And because of God's glory and excellence, and God has given us great and precious promises, these are the promises that enable you to to share his divine nature and escape from the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge of self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge Of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short sighted or blind and forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. And so, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those that God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Like I said, 10 years being in Philly, a member of the church, nine years. I came to Philly with a solid idea and a calling from God to do something, working with kids, but absolutely not the foggiest idea of how to pull it off. Debbie and I ha- came to Philly with no connections, no family here, nothing apart from three bags of luggage. And I remember our first night in our apartment in Sen City with literally no furniture, no bed, we were literally lying on the floor with a light blanket... Uh, ...and our little DVD player laptop... ...watching Harry Potter. <laughs> How very English, right? Uh, and actually feeling like Harry before he discovers Hogwarts. A little bit isolated. A little bit alone. But we also knew that was what was vital in us connecting... ...was connecting to a church... We had grown up in our faith enough to be strong enough that we needed to find a church to help us connect with that, to connect that, um, you know, to light the fuse in what we wanted to do here in Philadelphia. And so Mosaic was our Hogwarts. We had connected. We, God provided us with a community. Debbie and I had stepped out as we knew we couldn't make it by just the two of us. Let alone, I would have driven Dev insane. (laughs) You know, God has provided for us. This is what Peter means in verse 3. God has given us everything we need for a godly life. It's right there. We have received this by coming to know God. I had come to know God. And so I was coming to do something that God had given me to do, but I needed to step out. So far, so good, Jamie. Three years later... I was installed as a youth specialist. So, yep, ticking all the boxes. God accorded you to do. So, set up the blaze. Start having kids. Why did I do that again? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, yeah, no, that's great. Awesome. Um, preaching and services, community services, yes. Help and pastor people, yes. And all this while using my straight male white privilege. Wait, what what did you say? Yes, all of this using my straight male white privilege. But like a lot of white males, had absolutely no idea what that was. But like a lot of white males, suddenly became aware of it in 2016. Due to the election and the shockwaves that followed. In fact, for me, it happened a little bit earlier with Brexit. But that kind of those quakes started moving along. Suddenly, I became very aware of myself, questioning myself, my actions, my motivations, everything that came out of my mouth. Now, I didn't vote in this election, but I was a product of what happened in this election. Due to the society I was brought up in this history, and my culture I had been born into, it was oppressive to others. I bought into it. I was ignorant. Yes, I'd read all the history books, but it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't my fault. But I brought into it. I had failed my responsibility to see for what it was, and I had hurt people with my words and actions and ignorance. And I guess the only thing that I had going for me was that I was willing to listen. Listen. We, white men, are too busy speaking our words, telling people what to do. And God really started saying, shut up. Start listening. And the only reason why I was ready to shut up and listen was because of my community here at Mosaic. Because of the teachings of Jesus. Jesus. I had friends who were willing to help me understand the damage that white male, uh, white male privilege had caused. Now, they didn't have to, but this was due to the grace they had. They started to help me. Going back to my ver- the verse, verse 5. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Now, what I feel Peter is saying here is that it's all very well having faith. But if it isn't grounded in a moral base, and you don't continually feed that moral base, you're cutting yourself off from growth and really receiving God's promises and people were giving me the knowledge and understanding of their oppression (laughs) and they were giving it me with their patience and their endurance because they could see that I wanted to try and have a better moral standing in my life because God had given them that grace and it's I started to get my confidence back in my identity because I had a better understanding of who I was. But the responsibility isn't on them it 's on me. I had to deconst- you know I had to basically start deconstructing the idea of the straight white male and something very interesting to me happened about a year ago. Uh, a friend of mine, through just conversations invited me to go to a uh, it was like a counseling group, um, and I was like, "Yes, this is exactly what I need because I, I was working on my listening and I was trying to like you know figure things out and just heal from all the stuff that had gone on and, um, you know, how not to pass this on to my sons. And I wanted to do that. And so my friend was saying, look, you should come and join this group. And so I walk into this group. And this group is mainly made up of black and Asian and LGBTQ community. And I was the only white straight male. A physical representation of their oppression. I felt so out of place, but they embraced me. And through listening to each other's experiences, we had so many breakthroughs with the judgments that we had made on each other. Because of verse 8 says, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I was experiencing what angels said. When we believe that within the realisation of this hope exists the power to heal all of us who are lost and separated from one another. None of this was easy. It hasn't been an easy journey. It's been hard work for me and the community. But it's starting to pay off. It's funny. When, I was, when we made the announcement to the kids on the Friday that I was stepping down, um, I, said, I said to them that coming to church is hard. You know, I bet most of us struggle here, actually, to get to church, right? It's pretty, ugh, man, Sunday, I could just lie in bed, right? But no, I've got to go to church. And it can feel like a labor, right? Facing, our pain, facing others in our pain. I've lost count of the times I have entered Mosaic on a Sunday with a tired, heavy heart and left because of the blaze, because the kids have just really lifted me up and the things that they have said has encouraged me that actually there's more and there's a future and it's really launched me into the week. So Peter says in verse 10, so dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you're really among those that God has chosen and called. Do these things and you'll never fall away. Brad, our former pastor, um, when he was leaving, he he, he spent some time praying, and I don't think he'd mind share, me sharing this. And he shared some encouraging words to me about my future. And he said that he felt to me, uh, that he sa- said to me that he felt my ministry hadn't settled yet. It hadn't fully formed. This was huge for me because I felt fairly comfortable with the blaze and where that was going, and that was my future. And so that really obviously got the cogs turning again. Um, but then through the community services and things that I was starting to do within my communities and the schools that my son's attending to now was I was starting to pastor different people and God was expanding my ministry, that God was expanding my pastoring, not just with the youth, but with, not with kids, but with everyone. And that, in that this Past six or oh, nine years actually had been more about me laying foundations, maturing in my faith, correcting my morals, opening my ears to other, stop and listening instead of rushing in and trying to fix things. God has blessed me with incredible leaders and mentors, first Brad and now Angel, who have really helped and accessed my gifts and faiths. In fact, He's blessed me with friends who have helped me out. It's not just Angel and Brad. It's you guys. You guys have really helped me. And preaching and pastoring, you know, being the main thing, I thought I was going to be pastoring just the youth. But I really have felt that God calling me to pastor the whole church. And so I'm excited to, you know, what we have come up with for the future of the youth of the blaze. And so... Plus, we've you know, there's been a slightly new development with my family. We've got another daughter. We've got a daughter, so it's three kids, and you know, I want to be there for my family as well. And so, you know, the the time commitments that the blaze needed really wasn't conducive to where, with my family, and so that was another another thing. Um, And again, like Angel said, let me be clear. I am not leaving the church. I am not going anywhere. I'm just stepping down. I'm still going to be involved with the youth. I will still help with the youth. I'm still going to be involved in your children's lives. I just feel to be called in all the church's lives. I want to pastor the nursery, I want to pastor in preschool, I want to pastor in Sunday school, I want to pastor in blaze, I want to pastor in the church, I want to deepen my relationship with the whole of the church, and I want to support Angel in her vision for Mosaic, and I feel that this is the right time to do this. You know, we're slowly, it's not going to be a sudden move, we're going to sl- slowly transition, we're going to find the right person to help these kids, but we need, we, this is a community, right? And we do this together. We found Angel. And haven't we, done, we haven't done well, haven't we? God's given us an amazing pastor, right? <laughs> Angel, I mean, she's going to hate me saying this, but Angel is probably one of the most vulnerable people I've ever met. She, she lets you know when she's hurting. And that's fine right? We come to church and we hurt. Fine. It's good. That's why we're here. That's what Peter's talking about in this verse. So, you know, this is a community. We do it together. The kingdom of heaven may feel like it's something in the future or something unattainable, but actually it's happening right now among us. What's happening in Mosaic right now Seeing, hearing each other's experiences, helping each other belong is Jesus' idea of the kingdom of heaven. And I love what he said earlier, that this place is gorgeous. This place is gorgeous, and the kingdom of heaven is here. And I want to finish by saying this. I came to Philly to have a real impact on kids in Philly, but in reality, the kids... The kids have had a real impact on me. They have strengthened my faith when I have felt weak, and I have loved their vulnerability, honesty, and humor. And I want to thank you all for being a part of my journey. Whew, British white guy crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want you to thank for being part of my journey my extended family and my community and I can't wait I can't wait I'm so excited to be part of this future of this church Amen